This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 282 of Youpreneur FM. Thank you very much for being with me. As always, it is a pleasure to have you inserting me into your day. No matter what you're doing right now, I appreciate you spending some time with me. Today, you've got a great show lined up. My good friend Richard Tubb, a fellow Brit, is on the show to talk all about a subject, actually, that we have never spoken about ever in the history of Yupano FM, and that is journaling. Quite a strange one. Not something you talk about every day, but a very, very intriguing, interesting conversation with Richard is coming up. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our acceleration training library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums. And you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com today for more info. Now, like I said, we've not deep dived on the subject of journaling here on the show before. Now, that isn't to say that we've never mentioned journaling or journals at some point or another. In fact, my good friend John Lee Dumas has been on the show a couple of times to talk about the Freedom Journal, Mastery Journal, which he is the author and the creator of. But this is the first time that we actually deep dive into the subject of journaling and what it can do for our productivity as youpreneurs. Now, Richard is a youpreneur community member, a very proud one, actually, pretty much since day one. However, what he really loves to do is get IT consultants back in control of their business. He's actually the author of a book called The IT Business Owner Survival Guide, and he has an award-winning blog over at tubblog.co.uk. That's T-U-B-B-L-O-G right there. But we're not talking about IT or surviving it today. <laughs> we're going to talk about actually how Richard, over the last few years, has transformed his business and his life as an entrepreneur by journaling on a daily, monthly quarterly and annual basis. It was an incredibly interesting conversation, this. And although, as you'll hear at the beginning of this chat, I'm not a big fan of journaling. I've never really gotten involved with it. Richard has actually started to get me think otherwise, truth be told. So enjoy the conversation between myself and Richard. Here we go. Buckle up. It's a goodie. So Richard, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. It's our pleasure, mate. So I've been looking forward to this chat, as I do with all of my guests, because as you well know, there's only smart, savvy people that come onto this here podcast as guests. Um, 
Well, we've known each other for a few years now. You are a proud Youpreneur member, flying that flag now for a good couple of years. Um, we've spent time hanging out. We've masterminded together. Uh, we've seen each other at conferences. I mean, it's it's safe to say that we've become friends over the last couple of years. And you recently revealed something to me, which I did not know about you. Um, not that I've been sort of stalking you or anything like that. But you recently revealed something to me that you are a very, very kind of seriously avid journaler. Um, and, you know, I've got a lot of friends at Journal. I personally don't do it. Uh, I never really have, if I'm to be frank. Um, I'm not sure why that's the case. Maybe you'll be able to convince me in the next 30 minutes here. But I know many people that have, and I know many people that have created their own journals, such as Michael Hyatt, and John Lee Dumas, and Carrie Green, and a whole bunch of other people. But it's never really appealed to me in a like a super serious way. But you, however have kind of got it to the point where it's a major part of your business and personal development. So I wanted to have you on to talk through journaling and what it's meant to you and your business and you as a youpreneur and, and sort of all that sort of fun stuff. So are you ready to get rocking and rolling? Absolutely. I should apologize up front for breaking your streak of super savvy, smart people who are coming on the podcast, <laughs> but we'll, we'll muddle our way through it. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are quite humorous as well. Okay. So, um, let me ask you this, and I guess we'll sort of begin at the beginning. When did you actually get started with journaling? I mean, when, when was the first instance that you can remember actually sitting down and, and doing this? So there's a number of different forms of journaling. Um, I'll talk about, you know, all the different types of journaling I do, such as life planning and bucket lists and, and, and so on and so forth. The form of journaling that most people, I guess, will be familiar with and the form that I took up about three years ago was daily journaling. So journaling of a morning, of an evening. And I started doing this with something called the five minute journal, which was an app. Um, it's a free app for anybody to download and it basically prompts you every morning to ask questions of yourself such as what am I grateful for today? What three things am I grateful for? Um, what is my what are my goals today? If I was to do just three things today, what would I achieve? And then on the evening, it would prompt you to say what three great things happened today? And if you were to run the day again, what would you do differently? Mm. So it's basically enabling you just that sort of five minutes morning to set the day an evening to review the day and to just think what went well here, what was I grateful for, um, what could I do better? Because it's really, really easy, isn't it? You know this as well as I do, Chris, that as uh, youpreneurs, as entrepreneurs, as we move forward, we don't stop to smell the roses, really. We just keep moving forward. We achieve a goal and it's like, right, great, goal done, move on to the next mm -hmm. one. And I was actually finding that, you know, it can turn into a bit of a grind, if you don't slow down and actually appreciate what what has happened uh, good, you know, um, where you're going with it and the, the great things that you've uh, achieved that day. So journaling for me started with a five-minute journal app about three years ago. Um, and then if I fast forward, so it was uh, the start of 2017, um, I decided that actually I was spending way too much time on the smartphone, like most of us. Um, I uh, had got into the habit of turning the smartphone off and leaving it switched off, plugged in downstairs when I went to bed to help me get a good night's sleep. So that wasn't really conducive to, you know, doing that thing, jumping out of bed and journaling in the app. Mm -hmm. So I actually decided to move across to um, a hand a handwritten journal, a hardback copy of the journal. It sits by the side of my bed. I take it with me when I'm traveling around. 
And, and this is the uh, five-minute journal because the, the, it's, it's still it's still the same company and everything, right? Still the same company, still yep. the same um, format. So yep. it's just like the app. It asks you uh, questions every day and you fill them in. But I just found that I get up in the morning go for my ablutions, come back into the bedroom, sit down and take five minutes to just write stuff down. So this morning, for instance, it asked me what am I grateful for? And I, I put a couple of business things. Um, uh, I put uh, phone calls with friends that, and uh, family that I enjoyed yesterday. What would make today great? Number one on the list, Chris, enjoying mm. my interview with Chris Ducker. There you go. Uh, 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 and then would, you know, I would have been very <laughs> upset if you'd have been reading out what you put down this morning and my name wasn't on that bloody piece of paper. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm aware of the five-minute journal. And the reason why I'm aware of it, my very, very good friend, Greg Hickman, over in Denver in the US, who has been on this show a couple times before, um, incredible strategist when it comes to marketing funnels and that sort of type of thing. Um, and he's been using it for a good few years and he swears by it. He thinks it's great. Um, but you know, but then, you know, another good friend of mine, Michael Hyatt came out with, with his, um, planner a while back. And that to me, you know, it was, it was fantastic, but it did seem like there was a lot going on with it. But I've also spoken with a lot of people who are using it and they swear by that as well. So I think it's probably a bit of a personal thing as well. Like, you know, you kind of find what works for you and you sort of stick to it, right? Yeah. And, and you mentioned earlier on that you weren't aware that I did journaling and I actually posted to the Upreneur forums. Uh, the reason I posted was said, hey, guys, I've been using the five minute journal for about three years now get a great deal of value from it, but I just missed the opportunity to to almost do a free-form recording of my thoughts, to put something down and to say, as well as how could I have made today even better, which is what the five-minute journal asks you to do, to just put down things such as, I'm quite proud of myself because I carried on today when I felt like I'd given up at 4 p.m. or mm. I didn't have a chocolate bar and I picked up the apple instead or, you know, I, whatever it might be, those little hurdles that we as youpreneurs overcome each and every day. So I actually put on the forum and, and interestingly, back to what you said about personal preference, we must have had a dozen different people come back with a dozen different suggestions yes, we on did. the journals that they use. So Dude, it, turned, it turned out to be a great thread, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, it is down to personal preference. For me, the five-minute journal, uh, the great appeal to it is the clues in the title, mate. Five-minute journal, you know, anybody, if you haven't got five minutes, you ain't got a life. I can give five minutes in the morning and five minutes in the evening. Yeah, even if you're sitting there with your cup of tea or your cup of coffee in the morning or whatever, can't you? I mean, it's, it's easily done. Yeah, and, and it just the benefits I get from it are great. It enables me to set the focus for the day properly, set the day up. There's, there's that old phrase, win the morning, win the day. That's definitely true for me. And then it helps me to just wind down of an evening and say, what have I achieved today? What went right? What went wrong? But what could I do if I was to uh, to do it again? What could I make things? How could I make things better? So for me, it's just a good way to start the day. It's a good way to uh, close the day down. Now, with, well. that, with that journal itself, the physical journal itself, let me, let me understand this. And so do you, does that sort of start with January 1? Is it like a year-long thing, or can I start at any point during the, you know, during the year? Great question. You can start at any point. So I'm on my second hardback journal at the moment, and mine started, well, let's take a quick look here. Mine started in uh, August of last year. Okay, so, uh, so kind of just, yeah, you just start when you start. So, but but, but start. they are good for a full year, I'm assuming. 
Absolutely. And, you know, I made a commitment to myself to just um, for a year to fill it in morning and night, regardless of whether I felt like doing it, didn't feel like doing it. Uh, so I'm looking at some entries here, not too many, but I'm looking at some entries where clearly I've come home, um, maybe had a couple to drink with friends after work. Uh, and I've said, no, I'm sitting there or something. Oh, no. I mean, oh, no, I get very um, verbose when I've... Uh, oh, good gosh. <laughs> so there's actually... <laughs> but to actually decipher what I've written down in there is quite difficult. But you know what? I did it anyway. Uh, right. And it's in there. And actually it gives you a bit of a smile to go back and review those things. And that's the other big point of journaling. It's the ability to go back and review your progress and mm. review where you come from because it's so easy to, um, you know, to just think actually things aren't too good at the moment when they are or think actually things are great at the moment when just a couple of weeks ago you were struggling with an issue. So, so let me ask you this. I mean, now that you've, you've used the app for a bit, now you're using the sort of the notebook handwritten style, almost like the traditional diary sort of format. Um, which one do you prefer based on the fact that you've now been doing it for a couple of years in each direction? Handwritten, hands okay. down. And I'm the, you know me, I'm the world's biggest technology geek. You, know, I you are a geek, yeah, yeah. So you would have thought that I'd answer the app, but the reality is I like the routine of sitting there writing and uh, in the morning and again of a night and closing down. There's just something nice about having a pen and it just forces you, instead of just to tap away with a couple of thumbs at a screen, to actually sit down and write that old-fashioned thing that many of us don't do anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm with you. Okay, good stuff. So I'm curious to know, before we sort of go on to utilizing them a little bit better and, 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 you know, sort of genuinely looking at what the journals can do for us in regards to our uh, business plans, but also our life plans. And, and, th and I know you're a big bucket list guy, so we want to get into, the, into that as well. But how has this helped you other than the canned response of, well, I can just, I'm more, you know, I'm, I'm more, I don't know, proactive in whatever I'm doing or because I'm writing things down. I mean, like, how has journaling specifically helped you as an entrepreneur? Okay, so I'll give a really concrete example um, from the start of this year. Basically, new year, new start. And like many uh, youpreneurs, I was getting a little bit overwhelmed with the, uh, the range of possibilities and the things that I could actually get achieved to the point where you know, I was, um, couldn't get to sleep overnight because it was like, oh, you know, what am I going to do next? And, you know, I've got so much that needs to be done. And I felt like I was really behind, you know, putting mm -hmm. too much pressure on myself. So I started using the journal just to list the, the three things that I'd achieved. And then the next day, just three things, no more, no less, just three things that I wanted to achieve. And I can tell you, I had a most spectacular couple of weeks because it just eased the pressure on me to try and go I've got to do that and that and that and that and that narrowing the focus down to the three most important things so I guess in answer to your question it would be prioritization and I've made spectacular progress as a result of just focusing narrowly on the priorities that are going to make the most difference to me finishing them completely and then the next day focusing on three priorities again Moving on to the next thing I mean it's been awesome it's, it's one of the things I think a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with is, is that not, I'm not going to call it the squirrel syndrome or anything like that, but I mean, you know, there are, an op there are a certain amount of opportunities, but obviously there's a finite amount of time in any given day, week, month, year. And so it's very, very hard, I think, for a lot of people to sw not just switch off at night, but I mean, just switch off 
period when it comes to this sort of type of stuff. Um, and me, myself, even I'm guilty of it sometimes where I think, oh, I should be doing more video or I should be writing more you know, blog posts or I should be you know, tweaking my sales and marketing funnels more uh, you know, and becoming more active in this, that, and the other. But the fact of the matter is you can't do everything all at once. And I think that the prioritization is key. Um, I have found that, you know, I mean, you know, I'm a big scheduler. So I schedule everything on my, uh, on my calendar every single day. And that helps me stay focused on, on what I need to work on right there and then. Uh, but that doesn't mean that from time to time, my wife, my mind doesn't wander in the day and think, Oh good God, I've got to do that as well. So, you know, it's nice to be able to rein ourselves back in, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And if I, you know, just take an example of this benefit of of reviewing where you've come from, I'm looking back to December 2017. um, And if I go through just three or four days, I'm flicking through here, I've got three goals for every day that I've written down, and completed just one of them each day. Mm. If I fast forward to 2018, I've got three goals every day. And you know what? I've nailed those three goals every single day just because rather than writing down what I should do, I've written down what I know I can do and actually achieve. And there's a huge, there's right. a world difference there. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. Okay. So that's the entrepreneur side of things. Let's switch gears and go towards the more personal development and that sort of type of thing. Talk me through how this affects your life in general. Sure. So I've got some other, I, I mentioned at the top of the interview, we've got some other journals that I use and the sort of journals, I'm going to lump them into the sort of the, the journal uh, bucket here. Uh, the first one would be, um, I do something every month called my monthly nourishers and happy to share the, um, the template that I use for this, but it basically started off as, you know, you get to the end of the month and you move into the next month and that's that. And you don't really celebrate what happened. Um, you get to the end of the year and we'll, we'd all like to think we do an annual review, what was good, what was bad. The reality is it's, I don't know about you, mate, I've got the memory span of a goldfish, so I can't remember what happened last week, let alone what happened this time <laughs> last year. So the monthly nourishers was really a way for me to sit down at the end of the month to grab my journal and it started off as a way to write down 30 really cool or amazing things that I'd done during the previous month. Um, it could have been going to the cinema to see the latest Star Wars movie. It could have been um, a great night out with friends. It could have been speaking at a conference. It could have been a compliment I received, any of those things. Now, if you ask me to sit down and write down 30 things from the previous month without my journal, I'd be struggling, you know, per memory span, everything. What I do, I've got a little routine. I sit down, and again, this is handwritten. So I sit down and I write down a minimum of 30 things from my journal that I read back and I think that was really good. That I really enjoyed that. That was a highlight of the day. So it does two things. First of all, the first one is it encourages me to review the journal. Otherwise, this is just something I write down and it gathers dust somewhere. And secondly, um, it encourages you to um, to relive the emotions that, that go with it. So it's like, I'll give you a great example. Last September, I felt like had, I'd had a really rough month in business. I didn't feel so great about it. I was like, oh, this has been a crap month. And I went back, reviewed my journal, and you know what? It was chock-a-block full of highlights. I'd got like 90 or 100 things that I wrote down in my monthly nourishers for the month that were really awesome. And so that made me realize, actually, you know, where you are with your thoughts at this exact moment is time is not necessarily reality. And that's the real benefit of journaling and, and keeping these details. 
Why do you think, I want to delve a little deeper on that, actually. Why, I've got to be careful not to go into coach mode all of a sudden here, but I'm curious to know if you had all those little mini wins throughout the month, and clearly you did because you went back and saw them in your own bloody handwriting. I mean, why do you think you felt like you'd had a bad month last September? I think it's that curse of being a driven youpreneur. So as we've talked about earlier, I, you, can, you can finish the things that you set out to finish and then go, instead of celebrating that, you go, should have done a lot more. Mm, okay. You're only human. Yeah. So I think, and, and as I said, you know, I've started to realize that the thoughts that you have in one specific moment, you know, somebody might cut you up in the car or you might get a phone call from a disgruntled customer. Somebody might say something snarky on social media and all you can focus on for the rest of the day is that negative thing mm. where the reality is, you know, I could have received... Um, a lovely gift through the post. I could have recorded a great podcast. I could have given a great presentation uh, that day. But you forget all of those things unless you remind yourself, hey, actually, yeah, whilst I did get a bit knocked at somebody cutting me up in the car and that stuck in my head, lots of really good stuff happened today. And that can accumulate over a month. So I just found it was it's really good to go back and relive those really positive experiences. Yeah, no, I love that. That's good. Okay, so talk us through then... Um, I, th- I think, can I just comment real quick as well? I think it's fantastic that you do the daily thing, you do the monthly thing, the recap as well. What about an annual thing? Do you go back over the year as well? I do. Um, I, am, so, I, am I skipping a quarterly thing as well or am I? Sort of, yeah. So I'll, throw, I'll share one other thing in there at the risk of looking like a massive productivity geek here. Which, which Oh, we love um, them. <laughs> we have them on the show all the time. People love that stuff. <laughs> So on a quarterly basis, I've actually got um, uh, another written um, sheet put together that I call my life plan, which sounds really grand, doesn't it? I've got a life plan, you know, where I'm going to (laughs) go. The reality is all it allows me to do is to track seven areas of my life, um, goals that I've made. um, And if I review those on a monthly, on a quarterly basis, it just means if I'm getting a little bit off track, I might consciously not be aware of that. Why am I feeling stressed? Why am I feeling angst? Why am I not happy at the moment? Then I go back to the life plan um, and it points out the areas where I'd set myself expectations and goals and perhaps I'm not going down that road. Uh, so I'll give you some examples from the life plan, the, the seven areas. I track things like relationship, family and friends. Um, some of the goals for this year, you know, I want to spend more time with, I've recently moved to the northeast of England. Um, I want to spend more time with my friends that I've made in the northeast of England. I want to spend more time exploring the northeast of England. Well, if it gets to, you know, the end of February um, in, in that year, and I think, you know what, I've been out and I've done nothing. Mm. I can go back to my life plan and it says, well, here are the actual specific steps that you need to take. Have you booked time with friends? Have you got in touch with people? It's no use hoping that people are going to pick up the phone and give you a call and say, hey, come for coffee, you know, um, initiate it. Health and fitness is another area. Am I losing weight? Um, Well, losing weight doesn't happen magically. You've got to (laughs) go and uh, do something about it. So Am I sticking to the diet that I've set? Am I eating healthy? Um, Am I going out for my 10,000 Fitbit steps a day? Um, All of these specific steps. So you get the idea, you know, I've got overall areas that I track, then specific steps, and then I go back and make myself accountable. Am I taking those specific steps or do I need some help 
to get to taking those specific steps? And um, what's getting in the way of me taking those steps? So mm-hmm. on a quarterly basis, I, I sort of um, look back at that life plan and uh, track what went well, what didn't, and adjust accordingly. So then at the end of each year, do you, do you then, do you find yourself sort of going through that quarterly journal as well? Or do you skip it and decide to kind of review things on a monthly basis? Like what do you, I mean, obviously you've just said that you do it monthly, but do you also check out your quarterly writings as well? I mean, to sort of see whether you really, I mean, I would assume that, that going back to the quarterly would be a slightly quote unquote easier job to do because <laughs> there's four of them and not 12. You know what I mean? Like, do you do both or do you skip one over the other or what do you kind of focus in on? To be honest, I do both. Uh, and again, the reason, so I used to skip over and just do the quarterly uh, one at the end of the year, okay. but that doesn't capture all the small things that you did that were awesome. Um, that That's night out point. with a friend. So here's the thing, you know, that night out I had in with Roger and Ed, uh, Roger and Pascal in Edinburgh. Um, that was uh, a really, really good memory for me. And it reminds me, hey, I should do more of that this year. This yeah. is the sort of stuff that I enjoy. Is it going to be listed in my life plan as one of the top three highlights of the quarter? Maybe not because it's not, you know, a big goal that I was striving to achieve, but it's really important to me and it does set the tone for the remainder of the year as well. So in answer to your question, I, you know, I go back on a quarterly basis, but I also then review my monthly nourishers um, uh, for the actual, for the entire year. And I just get a lot of value out of it. Okay, good. All right. I'm loving this stuff. I'm, see, I'm, now you start, you're starting to turn me on here on the idea of journaling. This is good. And, you know, sometimes you need, you know, these discussions to sort of look back and, and, and think about it. I mean, I certainly review my year. Uh, there's absolutely no doubt about that. I mean, I can't, I can't plan next year without looking back at what I've done this year. It's, it's just not possible for me. But I'm 100% sure, 120% sure that I'm missing certain things, regardless of how big or small they are in that review. Um, because I'm not writing them down because I'm forgetting them. I'm getting old. It is what it is. You know, what little hair I've got left is turning gray. You know what I mean? So I, I, I get it, which is why I keep it so short. My son, I kid you not, the other day, Charlie, I was laying back in my lazy boy downstairs watching Escape to the Country on BBC iPlayer with a nice little single malt in my hand. My son comes up to me and he says, and he's touching the top of my head like this, stroking my head. And he says, oh, daddy, you need to cut your hair. And I said, yeah, you like it when it's shorter, don't you? He said, no, it's not because of that. What is it then, son? He says, I can see your gray hairs. I was like, right, it's time for bed. Get upstairs. Come on. (laughs) Well, I'll say up front, and I hope this doesn't offend you. It might do. I use you as the template. So I said, I keep threatening to, to shave my hair off. And I actually said to my wife, Claire, the other week when we were at a conference together speaking in Edinburgh, I said, I'm thinking I'm going to go down the ducker route. And she said, don't. Don't do it. And I'm just going to leave that there. I don't know what that means, but there you go. <laughs> all right. Let's switch gears. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Let's talk about bucket lists. And I think it's going to be a nice way to kind of wrap up the conversation. Um, I mean, I, I certainly have things that I want to achieve before my time on earth is done, right? Clearly I've got things that I want to achieve. Um, the, obviously some of them are more personal than others. Uh, but, uh, certainly, you know, there are 
several items that crop up over and over again in regards to conversation, particularly with my wife and my close friends and things like that. I don't write them down. There's not a bucket list in the Ducker household. Um, I'm assuming I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you've got an actual list that you've I written have. down. And I bet you've probably handwritten it as well, haven't you? <laughs> this is one of the few that I don't okay. handwrite. I stand corrected, Your Honour. So, right. so there you go, there you go. But I'll, I'll share with you the reason I don't write uh, the bucket list down is it's actually quite difficult, isn't it, to think of the things that you want to achieve in your life or the thing, the experiences you want to have. And it comes to you at the most inopportune of moments. Of so yes. I can be sat on a plane and going across the Rocky Mountains from a flight or something and thinking, oh, beautiful, I should go there one day. Well, mm. <laughs> if I'm looking for my journal at that point, it's quite quite difficult. So yeah. I've actually got, um, you know, a... Uh, just a notepad in Evernote. I can open that up wherever I am and I just dump the bucket listings in as comes. Uh, and then once, maybe once a, a quarter, I'll go through and make sure that they're actually you know, documented on the master list. So is this, is this a list that is then like forever growing or, you know, do you, do you sort of, you list three things down, you do one of them and then you carry on. Like, is it a forever growing list? I mean, I guess it probably should be, but then, you know, the argument will be, well, you're never going to get everything done. What's the point of having it on the list? Well, the first of all, the point of having it on the list is not to get everything done. This isn't a task list that we've mm. got to, you know, to okay. get it knocked off. And hopefully I've got plenty more uh, days and hours on the earth to actually achieve this list anyway. Um, but in answer to your question, so the list does keep growing. But what I do as part of my annual review is go through and surprisingly each year there'll be five or six things that I knock off. Mm, the, okay. that I, I'll put across through it and say, okay, that's been that's achieved, that's done. But I don't set out the year saying, right, I'm going to knock six things off the bucket list. That right. sort of defeats the purpose. But what I will say is the, the, the fact that I write these things down on a bucket list means that I think it plants the idea in my subconscious. Okay, and, yeah. And it, I just sort of, my antennas are up for opportunities to do this. And I'll, I'll go a step further and I'll, I'll just share that, I share my bucket list with friends uh, and family, and I tell them some of the things that I've put on there. And interestingly, when you share some of your bucket list goals with other people, they keep their antennas up for opportunities for you to yeah. do this stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you an example. Um, I New York is my favorite place on earth. Uh, every time I'm in the States, I like to go to New York. Um, and it's always been at the back of my mind that, oh, I'd love to do, you know, that helicopter trip across New York, see the Empire State Building, see the Rockefeller Tower and all those different places. Um, well, Claire and I were actually going to New York a couple of years ago. And I just happened while we were booking the travel to check my bucket list um, while I was doing a review. And it said, do a helicopter flight over New York. So I just went and booked it there and then mm. and it happened so yeah i'm not saying that it might not have happened anyway but because it was a that reminder that was planted there it went and happened uh, another example would be i shared with friends a few years ago said i'd really love to do a hot air balloon ride Actually, I'm terrified of heights, mate, so I don't know why I'm sharing all these things. I was going to say, a hot air balloon next minute in the helicopter. I mean, what's, are you going to bungee jump next? What's going you know, on? Oh, goodness, no. But I shared, you know, I really like the idea of, of doing a hot air balloon ride. And um, a friend actually pinged me. It must have been about six months later and said, saw this advert in the local press for uh, balloon rides over uh, the county of Cheshire in the UK. 
would it be for you? I said, absolutely. I'd forgotten yeah. about that. Completely yeah. forgotten. But my friend hadn't forgotten. Um, and so I've, I've got a bunch of them on there. I think know, that's great. Like, I think that's great that you share them with your friends. Like, Because you're right. They will, they'll remember things. I mean, we, we always remember things about the people that we care, obviously, care about, obviously. Um, I mean, I, and it's funny, as you were saying that, I was about to ask you, you know, in a kind of very un-rah-rah kind of way, do you think putting these things on a list is kind of like sending it out to the universe sort of type thing? Um, I mean, I'm, I don't, I'm not a big believer in all that sort of type of stuff, but I think there is definitely got, there's definitely something to be said for sharing certain goals and dreams with the people that you love because they'll, they'll hook you up, won't they? They'll, you know, they'll yeah. look after you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I've got a personal question I need to ask you then because I've always wanted to do a hot air balloon ride and I've never gotten around to it. Um, there you go. Everybody tuning in, the thousands of Upener FM listeners See if you can hook me up an air balloon ride at some point in the world, whenever you know I'm in town. Um, but how was it? Was it cool? Oh, it was You're literally the only cool. person I know that's done it, by the way. Oh, so we, we went up into the hot air balloon. We went across Cheshire. And the thing that scared me most about it was it, there's no messing around like a plane where you, you taxi and then, you know, you get up into the air slowly. No, you're just on the ground. And then five seconds later, you're a couple of thousand feet in the air. Keep Good going God. up. And yeah, so it took me a good 15, 20 minutes to become comfortable and to look over the side. I'm a big girly <laughs> wimp. Um, but once once I'd actually got into it, it was fantastic and just really, really good. And and how, long, other, how long did the ride last for all in? Uh, over an hour. It, was, it must okay. have been about 90 minutes or so across Cheshire. And Cheshire is such a beautiful, beautiful place park. in England. Yeah, I mean, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So just a wonderful experience. And again, something that... I'm talking to you about now. I talk to friends and family about, and I just, you know, it's an experience I'm going to treasure all based off that conversation with a friend where I said, I'd really love to do a hot air balloon ride. So and, the and, and jotting it down in Evernote. And then obviously I'm assuming heavily that when you actually did it, you talked about, or talked about it, but wrote it down in the five minute journal. So all this comes around sort of full circle here in terms of the way that, Hey, you know what? Maybe it is putting it out into the universe in some way, shape, or form. Very possibly. Could be a little bit too woo-woo for me, that idea. I'm, I'm aware honest. of this. <laughs> but, but on the other hand, I couldn't disagree. And I, I just think it's human nature to to want to help other people and human nature to reciprocate. So by putting this stuff out there, I think as humans, we are good people and we're going to look to help loved ones and people who do us a good turn. So that's the way I view it. But um, yeah. There you go. What a great conversation. Richard Tubb, probably the coolest, geekiest IT business owner I know, plain and simple. Um, mate, it was a pleasure to have you on the show. It really was, man. And I, I, I want to do it again sometime soon. Will you come back on the show again? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Thank you for having me. That was good stuff. So what we'll do for you guys tuning in now, um, we'll have links to everything that um, Richard has talked about in regards to the journals he's using. And obviously, I'll link up to Michael Hyatt's and anybody else that I've mentioned as well. Show notes page, chrisducker.com forward slash episode 282. We are inching our way, inching our way towards the three century number here, which is kind of insane, isn't it, Rich? If you think about it, 300 episodes or just a few months from now. 
Wow, crazy. But congratulations. And, and I'll take this moment just to say thank you for everything you do for the wider community. Uh, you're a good friend. You inspire so many people. So cheers, mate. Really appreciate it. No, I appreciate you more. All right. You guys tuning in. That was Richard. I'm Chris. You're awesome. And I'll see you again next week right here on your number one personal brand business podcast, Upenner FM. Bye for now. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Upenner Mastermind community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Upener Mastermind community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. With lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Upener Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Upener journey, head over to youpener.com today. I'll see you on the inside.